everyone. This is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Ginger Volo, and we are having a great conversation. We're talking about her new book called Becoming Free Indeed. And this is such a fantastic book. If you guys have not yet read it, definitely get a copy of it. I listened to it on audio and it was so sweet getting to hear Ginger read this book and just feeling like, you know, she was reading it to me. And um, it is such an excellent book, just full of scripture, full of her story. I mean, it's really how God has transformed her heart and her life according to His Word. And so if you've not gotten it yet, definitely um, get it. We'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can find it. Um, So Ginger, welcome back. I am so glad to have you back with me today. Uh, Before we get back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Every child has a unique individual learning style. BJU Press has video lessons with engaging teachers to lead your children through each of their academic subjects. These experienced teachers will present lesson content from multiple angles so your children can absorb information at a comfortable pace. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your students. Well, Ginger, welcome back. I'm so glad to be back with you um, today. This has been such a fun conversation. One of the things about this book that I really was blessed by, and I wasn't sure when I started reading it what direction it was going to go, but was that you were so honoring to your parents throughout the whole book. I mean, there was nothing that was said. And obviously, every parent makes mistakes. You know, my kids are going to be able to say all kinds of things about me, I'm (laughs) sure. Um, But you never once um, bash your parents for anything that they did. You talk about your life and your heart change, Mm -hmm. but you truly honored your parents in this book. Talk about what your relationship with your parents is like now. Yeah, I am so grateful for my parents having pointed me to Jesus from an early age and just making that the most important thing to them, even above anything else. They just wanted us to know Jesus. And so I'm so grateful for for them. And um, yeah, I just got back from a trip to Arkansas where we got to see all of them. It had been a minute since we were back there just it's tough to live in California so far away and not be able to travel back. So it was sweet to be there with them. And um, I actually got to see all nine. Uh, there were all nine of us girls together, sisters. Wow. And it was so sweet to like have that time. Um, so yeah, family is so important to us. That's awesome. How many uh, uh, nieces and nephews do you have? Oh my you know? goodness. You know what, Yvette? <laughs> I think it's so hard to say. I think there were, it, it was nearing 30, so 20 something. Okay. It's really hard for me to like keep, keep up, keep track of the number, yeah. actually. <laughs> I met about, I think I met about um, four of my nieces and nephews when I was there. Yeah, I love that. So fun. So, kind of on that note, to piggyback on that, you talk in the book about your view on having children and how that has changed a little bit. And I think, especially, uh, sometimes in the homeschool community, we have this idea that we have to have as many kids as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my husband and I, we only have two. Um, and that mm-hmm. actually wasn't so much by choice, but that's what the Lord yeah. gave us. And he mm-hmm. blessed us with two. Um, talk about how your view on that has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting having grown up around a lot of siblings. I loved being a part of a big family. It was mm-hmm. so much fun, really. Um, there was always someone to do something with, like to play a sport in the backyard or um, just to have that friendship with my siblings. It was such a sweet thing. Um, and then at the same time, I could see there were some families who were around us who maybe um, it, it, it wasn't working out as well for them because of these teachings um, that Bill Gothard would say, you need, you need to have um, as many kids as possible because children are a blessing from the Lord. Therefore, you need to have as many of them as you can. Um, and any kind of, um, 
like birth control at all is wrong or like family planning actually is like really bad. So um, just leave it up to God and have as many kids as you can. Also don't go into debt. So you can't even get a, take out a mortgage on a home. So a lot of these people were living paycheck to paycheck, hardly able to feed their kids. Um, and it was just a very rough situation. Um, and so my heart was really like, I think whenever we were going into marriage, I, I wanted to talk to Jeremy about this. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a big one talking about kids <laughs> or whatever. But I think with my understanding of what God's word said about having children, children are a blessing from the Lord. And I think mm -hmm. it's a beautiful gift. Our girls bring so much joy to our lives. We have a two and four-year-old. And right now we're content at that with this time. And then maybe in a year, we'll, we'll pray about that, um, having another kid or whatever. But I think that um, just pouring into your kids, whatever kids God has given you, um, instilling into them the word of God and hopefully just being there for them and a good example to them, pointing them to Jesus is so important, um, whether you have one or you have 10 kids. So um, I think that within that setting, sadly, I saw a lot of it landed um, in a place where I would say was unhealthy because you had women who were morning sick throughout their entire pregnancies and they weren't even able to take care of their kids that they had. Mm -hmm. And they were just laid out on the couch for nine months. And then after the baby was two months old or three months old, they would get pregnant again. And then it was just this constant thing. And so some of those families were not taken care of as well. And that was really sad to see. I feel like um, you can have imbalances anywhere. So I think that if you want to have 10 kids, that's fantastic as well. Like I'm not, there's sure. no issue there. Um, but I think it's the heart behind it too, um, the why behind it, where I saw, I felt like it was um, more imbalanced in the view of just having kids to have kids as opposed to really genuinely loving them and showing them care, which my parents, I feel like they did very well. They did yeah. very well. Um, talk about submission. This was one of the most interesting things in the book was that you talk about how you felt like when you first got married, you weren't even late, allowed to have an opinion really about anything. Like you just had grown up with that idea that you always had to have a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. you talked about countenance and you know, <laughs> you just, you must always be happy. Even if you're not, yeah. you always need to look joyful. You always need to submit no matter what, you know, you're, if you know, what color curtains do you want? Well, I don't know. What color curtains do you want? You know, just right. never even being able to have a voice in mm -hmm. anything. Um, talk about your view on that now from, you know, what it was mm -hmm. with you growing up. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, cause I, I do remember those, some of those earlier conversations too, Jeremy would ask me, so what do you think about this? And I'd be like, oh, whatever you think is fine. And he would genuinely yeah. like want to hear my heart. And I had nothing to say cause I was, I was taught more. So I guess like what to think, not how to think for myself. So that was something that over many years I had to like learn to think through stuff, to process it, to, to, um, evaluate what was being said and take it in and like have it, have my own opinions on it. Um, and Jared's like, it's fine if you're like more of a passive person anyways, but like, if you have something to say, I want to hear it. And yeah. that was so good for me. And it was comforting to know that it was safe to like share with him and he wasn't going to care. So like, if I did, like we would be playing darts in our backyard and he'd be like, he'd, he'd lose. And I'd say, oh, you did such a good job. And he'd say, no, I didn't. I lost. Like, just tell me I did a terrible <laughs> job. He said, just have fun. Like, don't, don't be so uptight and feeling like you're always having to praise me. But mm. part of that came from this idea of submission being, being agreeable at all times. So if you're not agreeable, 
then it's like you are going to put set yourself up for your husband leaving you as opposed to like, oh no, this is a beautiful thing. Because when we engage together as a couple, then it's actually like developing that close bond, that relationship. So if I have an opinion, I can say, hey, yeah, this is how I view this. And then he can hear my side. And, um, and then he can tell me what he thinks too. And we can talk about it. We don't always have to agree on everything because sure. that's just not fun for anyone really. And that's what Jeremy would say. He'd say like, if you have an opinion, share it. And you don't have to be a doormat. That's not what submission means. It's just like, I have no opinion, whatever you want, babe. And like, um, part of that is too, like, I would think, man, if I'm not submitting myself to him by being agreeable, I'm not being, um, who God wants me to be as a wife. And so realizing that, um, we are team members, we're in this together and I can happily submit to Jeremy's leadership because there's a sweetness there. He's not like running over me but he wants to genuinely hear my heart and hear what I think about life. Or if there's some area where I feel like, oh man, this is difficult for me or something that he did, he wants to hear it. So it's not like, okay, I will submit to you husband. And like this weird thing where I never am able to talk to him. Mm. Um, and so I think that's where I was very imbalanced at first. And it's taken me a couple of years to like, it took me years to get out of that. But I feel like now we're at a much healthier place where I feel like I can talk to him about anything and have my own opinions. Yeah, love that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Ginger. Um, Ginger, what do you hope people will take away from this book? Mm. My heart is really for anyone who's been harmed by a teacher who has claimed to speak for God, but doesn't, that they would come to know that Jesus is a kind and loving Savior, that they can run to Him, even with your questions, your burdens, that He's there for you. Um, That's why I wrote this book, even though it was a hard thing to write. I knew that if it draws one person back to um, Jesus or to Jesus um, just initially, like that they would see that the Word of God is sufficient for everything that we need, that you don't have to trust in a person to get you to heaven aside from Jesus. Don't trust in a man's religion or these man-made rules, but just run to Jesus and He is kind and gracious and will be there. Yeah, He certainly is. Um, go back to your younger self, to, to young Ginger. If you could go back and talk to her, what would you say to her? Mm-hmm. I would say just not try to, don't try to perform. Don't try to put on this outward um, facade of always being okay and always having it all together. Because I think that that is something that 
I saw in myself, like looking back at those years, I was so worried about um, like falling out of favor with God or with other people that I would try to put up such a front of being okay. Even before, like before I knew Jesus, that was a huge thing. Like I was afraid that people would find out that I wasn't genuinely saved when I knew I wasn't at the age of 12. So just acknowledging my need for Jesus, like I wish that I would have um, not been so proud and so arrogant all those years um, and would have acknowledged that I needed Jesus um, and I couldn't do this on my own. So that's what I would say. And also just to have more fun. Don't don't be so uptight and over spiritual <laughs> about everything, but have fun with those around you, your siblings, your family in that time that God's given you with them. Yeah, it's so fun. I love the stories of you and your parents and how your dad would say, no, you need to come play broom ball with us. It's yeah. okay if you're not reading your Bible right now. Yeah. Or, you know, your mom, how she walked alongside of you as you were dealing with, you know, eating yeah. disorders, things. I mean, I yeah. love that your parents really did come alongside you and help walk you through those difficult years because no matter who you are, we all have difficult times and especially those teen years. I mean, they're just yeah. hard. They're they hard. They are, for sure. And yeah, so I, I love your parents seem like they were amazing um, in your life and really yes. did help speak life and, and, and made engaged. you have some fun. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> That's so cool. All right. So we have a few minutes left. I want to talk about your favorite episode and oh, maybe man. your favorite episode that you filmed because <laughs> you guys did a lot of fun stuff. Talk, talk a little bit about your journey of being on TV. It's kind of funny that you didn't yeah. really watch TV. We're the same way. My husband is a filmmaker. He worked in Hollywood for many years mm. and we watch very few movies. We don't have cable, you know, and people would be like, what? And he said, well, he never even saw many of the shows that he worked on <laughs> um, just because it was not something that we did as a family. And so for you to be on the other side of the camera, in front of the camera, but not really watching it, um, what was that like for you? And then what, what was your favorite or a couple of your favorite episodes that you filmed? Yeah, man, that's crazy. I, I'm telling you so many adventures. I think my favorites were when we traveled overseas. So we got to travel all over the place. I think Israel was one of my favorite trips because I got to see the Bible come alive. It was like 3D. Um, everything over there was so much fun. Uh, the other thing was when Jeremy proposed to me and that could sound like, oh yeah, of course, because he proposed to you. But it was crazy um, because that day it was like pouring down rain. We were in New York City and the crew was like covering their cameras and everything. We were just going up for what I thought was a photo shoot. And he ended up dropping to one knee and um, proposing to me. But the whole time he was praying that the rain would clear and it did. And there was a beautiful rainbow um, over the, with the skyline of New York city, we we're on the top of the building and it was just the most lovely thing. And the crew was there, which the crew's always there. So I was like, it doesn't make a difference to me. I didn't suspect it because they wow. were there, but I just thought, oh, it's photos. And then he dropped to one knee and I was like, oh, it was so sweet, but it was cool because since then my daughter Felicity, she's four, she's, she loves to watch that. And I was like, how cool that we have all of these these things caught on camera where she can see mommy as like a young girl or yeah. even those special moments that we could have had missed out on. Um, so it's sweet to like look back and be able to see all the fun things, the embarrassing things that happen. Um, it's just kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. Do you have an embarrassing moment? I feel like I was always share. getting embarrassed because oh. <laughs> I would get embarrassed. That was the word my siblings would say all the time. Ginger. Why are you always so embarrassed? 
Because like I would do I would do silly stuff. There were times where the cameras um, they accidentally walked into the girls' room because they were supposed to be filming one of my sisters for a scene, getting ready in the morning, and I was still in bed. Oh no! So it's kind of like, what do I do now? Do you just pull the covers up over you, or do you hop out of bed and say, "Excuse me"? And then if you did, they would like run out and close the door. I'm so sorry, you know. But it it happened a couple times, and that was kind of embarrassing for me because you're like a teen and you're like really embarrassed that anybody would ever see you in your pajamas, even though it was like, it looked like normal clothes, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you were really close with the crew, right? You talked about that. Oh yes. The crew, they are like, we still are close with them. Um, One of the crew members was just here at our house the other day visiting. It's just so sweet because I feel like those were the people who got to see us every day. They were there like three times a week, sometimes five times a week. If it was um, certain stuff was going on, they would be there. And they know my life the best, I feel like, as opposed to like anybody else I've met because they were there every day. So those are the memories that I will always hold to as dear. And it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you know if they have read your book and if it's impacted them at all? You know, it's interesting. I've heard from a few of them that have read it. And I think that they can totally identify with a lot of that and understand like, oh man, this is the deeper stuff that was going on behind the scenes in my life. And so multiple crew members have actually read it. And it's so sweet. Awesome. That is so awesome. Well, the book again is called Becoming Free Indeed. Get this book, you guys. It is so excellent. It's um, Ginger's Story of Disentangling Faith from Fear. And it is an excellent book. It's on audio. She reads it, or you can actually get the hardback um, copy of the book. It is excellent. We will put links in that to the show notes. Uh, Ginger, thank you, not just for being with me today, but thank you for your boldness in sharing your story through this book. I think it is truly impactful to everyone who will read it because again, it is full of God's word and Mm -hmm. God's truth. And so I really appreciate that you were obedient to God's call in writing this. I know it was hard for you um, and that it was probably a really scary thing uh, for you to do, but God is using it. I I have several friends. As a matter of fact, I went to our homeschool co-op last week and two of my friends had the book with them at (laughs) co-op. And so we all got to chat about it and stuff. And they were super excited that you were coming on the podcast. Um, So it's definitely making its way around and people are really being impacted by it. So thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. Praise God. Thank you so much for having me, Yvette. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate you being with us. If you have not yet visited our website, schoolhouserocked.com, you can find out everything about the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry. We have our cool swag there. This is my homeschool mama t-shirt and lots of other t-shirts that were designed by my daughter, Brooklyn. Um, But visit that, visit um, the website. You can watch the movie through there, listen to our other podcast, the Homeschool Insights podcast, and just get more encouragement. Thank you for being with us. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.